Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ikuzos Unscripted Podcast. I won't be falsely humble, not to say that two giant moviegoers are going to discuss two giant movie makers they brought to us, good fellows, Jaws, Taxi Driver, Jurassic Park, Irishman, Schindler's List, Silence, Ready Player One, and many more. Two of the most influential figures in Hollywood with their own styles. When you are an actor and you hear their voice from director's chair, you know you made it. This is Martin Scorsese versus Steven Spielberg, director's cut. Oh, and Luca, how you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent, as a matter of fact. Like you said, the two, two passionate moviegoers, you and I, <laughs> discussing the... Two two faces on the Mount Rushmore, I, I believe, of uh, filmmaking mm-hmm. and uh, Hollywood is a complete uh, such an iconic uh, works from the gentleman that we can even we, we can even we will forget how many great movies they'll make. We'll probably <laughs> miss some, uh, but it's an exciting to talk about their works and their legacies. Well, they were the two men with uh, quite different origins, to say. Uh, like Martin, who was the uh, the man who went to school for art and that. Uh, actually, Spielberg was uh, denied by the f- filmmaking school, art school. I don't know. And they are they became two faces that shaped the future of the Hollywood at the time and seventies. They were the the new faces of Hollywood, like you said. So, what do you think uh, when? Scorsese and Spielberg arrived at the Hollywood like young directors. Uh, what do you think that people at that time thought these two men can bring to the Hollywood? <clears throat> well, that's an interesting to to ponder that question because uh, when you look at the seventies and it's one of the greatest decades in history of the filmmaking, and all these new directors come in the history of drama filmmaking. Yeah. All these new directors come in, you know, uh, the great Brian De Palma, uh, there comes again the George Lucas, a little later with Star Wars, all these changes. Coppola. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola, that pedophile uh, Woody Allen. <laughs> um, but there are th- these two guys, you know, uh, Scorsese and definitely Steven Spielberg. And like you said, both bring different things to the table, but both uh, both reinvented cinema in that, uh, in that thing. Marty, of course, with his uh, non-apologetic uh, psychological movies, studies of characters. And there comes Spielberg with his creativeness and uh, reinventing the sci-fi, what Ridley Scott left us off. And uh, he's making these extraterrestrial movies and he's making Jaws and he's making this new sub-genre of shark movies that are all going <laughs> to be shit for the next 40 years, except Jaws, which is a classic. So who know what, who know what people thoughts there you like i listened to quentin tarantino when he spoke about 70s in movies and he said that was the time of politically incorrect characters the characters were uh different they weren't heroes you know a lot of a lot of lines were crossed there and i think when you had two of those guys like uh spielberg and scorsese they really moved that line and brought something that you never saw before uh in the hollywood yeah at the time i think they looked like um 
two men who were really, really passionate about the, the, the art, about the movies, uh, and later Quentin, who, who, who is uh, probably the biggest director, movie fanatic that I know, I heard of, <laughs> uh, you know. And, you know, after Scorsese, after Spielberg, they came a wave of new directors. And, you know, back in 70s, in 80s, you didn't know for a lot of directors. And today, you know, for uh, for example, Ridley Scott, uh, like Coppola, like Scorsese, like Spielberg from the that age, and you know uh, people from now, like Guy Ritchie, you know, uh, like uh, no, my 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 brain froze, <laughs> like uh, Guy Ritchie, like James Cameron, like Nolan, like uh, I don't know uh, Russo brothers, you know, there there are a lot of directors who really have. All are exceptional, all have their own styles. But you can see in every new director now some remnants, some parts of style that those two men uh, invented. Like, say, for example, Tom Phillips in The Joker. It's a mashup of Scorsese movies, to be honest. And uh, you have these two colossals, and you know, actors were in some manner competing to be in their movies you know and it's like they carried on their shoulders the future of hollywood together with some exceptional actors and today it's exceptional that today we have them also active spielberg is producing writing uh, directing martin scorsese also it's exceptional. You have some names from the 70s that aren't active right now, you know? Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. Because you, you, when you think about it, you look at their filmography. How many great movies can you find there? I think when you look at that whole like list of their movies, and you think movies that are considered them in, in their terms bad, they're better than 90% <laughs> what other directors can pull off. And for example, like their longevity and uh, the fact that they are still relevant today. Like for example, maybe maybe they don't make as great movies as they used to because obviously they're a little older and everything. But when you think about it, uh, for example, I'm a huge fan of Ridley Scott. Huge fan. I love his movies. But for every classic that he made, he made Exodus. <laughs> he made Robin Hood and that kind of shit. And I never got that honestly from they had misses, obviously. The some movies that weren't uh, exceptional, let's say. But I never felt watching Spielberg's or Marty's movies like, oh, this is a total catastrophe. I never felt that with their movies. And I think uh, to to this day, for them to work and to give us new movies, I think we should be grateful for that. Yeah, and basically Netflix brought Martin Scorsese to their studios just so they could aim for that Oscar. You know, and <laughs> they were just crapped. And uh, Martin and Sp Steven, uh, with Martin, uh, I think it's really great. When he makes these new movies, he, he's still genuine to that 70s. He, he, he still has some level of political incorrectness yeah. in his movies. And you just feel that spirit of that movies, you know. And with Steven, what is even more exceptional, he's... Uh, creative non-stop so total action i'd say uh, steven is creating everything and he's adapting uh, to the audience yeah 
Stephen is bringing the people to the cinema. Uh, yeah, you made an interesting point there uh, because Al Pacino actually, when uh, he was filming Irishman, he said that the filming of Irishman reminded him like uh, filming movies in the seventies. Mm-hmm. That's Martin. He's he's old school. Yeah, he is old school, old school filmmaker that brought something new, exceptional to the table. And Spielberg was like man out of his time. He was ahead. He was mm-hmm. already ahead of the rest. And in that sense. Uh, Spielberg is more versatile with uh, his uh, filmography because when you think about it, man, uh, he made some of the most beloved films of the family, family films, literally, like yeah. your children. Like, I'm telling you, the amount of times I rewatched Jurassic Park is <laughs> probably the most rewatched movie for me ever. And that same guy made a childhood classic like Extraterrestrial, and then he goes and makes Schindler's List, perhaps one of the hardest movies i ever watched in my life that's that's amazing in that terms he's like so versatile and martin is not versatile in that terms he has other qualities but that's where spielberg is coming there i mean so many different genres so many different frontiers that he just explored and i always respected that because he when you're a kid and you're watching jurassic uh, park you're interested in in, in dinosaurs chasing mm-hmm. cars and then you later when you watch when you grow up you're like you're interested now in those talks that they have uh, at the table about a life and how life finds a way and dangers of science and man acting like God. You already you can only see that when you're a little older and you watch some films and, and you understand that. But then you, when you're a kid, you can still watch Spielberg movie and say, "Oh, that's great." Yeah, th- there's some universal truth behind these movies, and like you said, Marty is not so versatile, but when you are in his genre. It's his genre. He's the top of the game. And Spielberg, he, he, he can beat you in your game. You know, he, he he can, I mean, even he can produce Transformers, which are not so critically acclaimed movies, but they make a million of dollars, millions of dollars again and again and again. He knows how to make money. So does Scorsese, but not so much money. Yeah, because Scorsese, he's a niche, you know. Yeah. Not everybody can understand his films because his films are, his films are just different. And uh, I remember you mentioned previously Joker, how it was heavily inspired. Mm-hmm. I remember, and Joker is a great film, I believe. But I remember like coming out of the theater, all these Virgin movie goers were like, <laughs> um, "Oh my God, this was never seen before! Oh, what a, what a performance! Uh, never before uh, searched themes like this." And I'm like, "Bitch." Mm-hmm. Taxi driver, king of comedy, king of comedy who uh, I don't think a lot of people actually watched. Like, Marty did this shit 40 years ago. He created these uh, uh, characters who were protagonists, but they weren't heroes. They were these psychologically uh, very ambiguous, very, very, you know, characters that were like real people. And he said that I'm not interested in uh, heroes or villains. I'm interested in what's between. And that's where Travis Bickle comes in. That's where uh, I forgot the name of the King of Comedy protagonist that Robert De Niro portrays. Those are his characters. They, they, they are not actually... They're, most of the times they lean on the bad side, but they're never exactly like you could say, oh, this is only the villain. And that's what's amazing about it. Yeah, and that's one core difference between them. You know, Like you said, Joker is a mashup of Scorsese movies. And I mean, even Spielberg... Made some movies like Ready Player One. 
which is not the uh, top graded movie, you know, but it is a celebration of pop culture in some sense, you know. And their philosophies in their movies they are quite distingu- distinguishable uh, because uh, you said Marty they are the grey characters with little bit of black, little bit of white. And in Spielberg movies, you have classic hero versus villain stories. Uh, not villain like villain, like in superhero movies, for example, but you have the good side and the bad side. And that's what really people love, that simple stories, you know. It's simple, but it's good. And with Marty, it's complicated web that you need really to invest yourself in the movie to understand it. Yeah, because Spielberg's movies are like these... You know you're going to feel good after watching yeah. them. You know, because somehow the good is going to prevail and everything's going to be great. And uh, he has like this faith in humanity. Yeah. He, he just serves that. And uh, usually those are these ordinary people that come in these extraordinary situations and come out on top. Like even something simple as the man hunting the shark in Jaws, <laughs> you know, uh, simple man from a simple town, you know. Uh, and you have Marty's characters who are like, Take the example for uh, Taxi Driver is always, you know, spoke about as his maybe greatest movie. But I always thought, for example, that Raging Bull is finer performance of Robert De Niro and finer movie than Taxi Driver. And he makes this character uh, that De Niro portrays. And this is a piece of shit character, uh, this boxer, you know. He's not a Rocky. Four, four years before Rocky comes out and Rocky is about this underdog that is inspiring and everything. And you have this character who is a wife beater, who is uh, very morally ambiguous. And somehow he ends up in jail. He starts slamming the door. Uh, De Niro, always incredible acting there. And you you kind of feel sorry for him. That's amazing how Marty builds those characters. Yeah, and when you watch Spielberg and you see his characters... You wish, you, you think to yourself, I want to be like him. I want people like this to exist, you know. And with Marty, it's it's uh, frustrating that some really bad characters in his movies are here in the real life, you know. You, you, there's at least one person who can actually connect with that character. And when they are wife beaters, the, 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 the bullies, uh, <laughs> the murderers, it's really, you know, uh, questionable to our uh, civilization. Uh, but like you said, uh, you know, Marty got in a lot of trouble for his comments in the for the Marvel movies. You know, a lot of actors, uh, other directors uh, spoke about that. Uh, producers, Kevin Feige, uh, for example, or Feige or Feige, <laughs> whatever his last name is. Uh, well, and... That's where his old school mentality comes in, you know. I understand a man a little bit, but, you know, there's a lot of people who actually love that movie. For example, us. And I think he was too rash about it. And I think if he was offered to make the Moon Knight, for example, that maybe he would even accept it, you know. There's a chance. And I wonder what would happen if Marvel actually... uh, offered uh, to uh, Marty to make some movie. And, uh, you know, it was um, really, re- really not good statement by him. Because 
those actors, those directors, those producers, they really invest into these movies. Not just money, they invest themselves, you know? They think they're doing some something good. You know, his daughter bears him <laughs> about it. And what do you think about Spielberg? I generally think that Spielberg loves Marvel movies because of his uh, taste, of, uh, because of his style. What do you think are the chances to have, because chances to have Martin Marvel are close to zero, what are the chances to have Spielberg in Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know. Maybe maybe Spielberg, if he's offered something exciting. But you know him. Like He was offered to, to, to direct Harry Potter and he was like, yeah. this is too easy. Like we're making, we're gonna make billions of dollars in this shit, and it's very easy to adapt it, and which they proved they couldn't really adapt <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, they made billions of dollars, and he was like, ah, you know, let's pass it. <laughs> and so maybe who knows if something comes up, you know, offered. But for example, in Scorsese's taste, like uh, I liked how Robert Downey uh, responded to that. He was like. I don't know, it's Martin Scorsese, he's one of the greatest directors of all time, I respect his opinion, I totally disagree, and that's that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I never, I think some people maybe misunderstood even what he was trying to say, like, he wasn't trying to insult somebody's intelligence by saying, oh, you're watching amusement parts. Uh, he was literally, in my opinion, saying that they don't have artistic value, which I, again, I disagree with that. Uh, but I think many people saw it, and maybe many of his contemporaries were like, "Oh yeah, that's catastrophe," and they thought he was saying like, "The audience is stupid for loving yeah. and seeing this movie," which I I don't think he wanted to say that, but he was saying like, "This doesn't have uh, some sort of artistic value," and you know, I, again, I disagree with that, but uh, you know, I wonder in some in some parallel universe the the Marvel movie directed by Martin Scorsese <laughs> that that's probably a great movie you know uh, in that sense that's where that uh, Marty's old school comes in he's old school he, he, I can't imagine him watching Thor Ragnarok you know yeah. <laughs> that's where he, that old school comes in but again one of the greatest directors of all time and uh, you you can disagree with his opinion but uh, I'm not gonna hate him because he doesn't love uh, Marvel movies it, it's just that. Yeah, and when we talk about Marty's old school, there's this phenomenon in acting really connected to him and his actors, for example, Robert De Niro. It's a method acting, and you know, and there's a lot of talk uh, in entertainment, in uh, movies uh, today about method acting. You know, a lot of actors are speaking against it, you know. And again, like his statement for the Marvel movies, uh, I disagree with that statement. I disagree with this as well. If some actor is genuinely thinking that he can portray the character better if he does it with method acting, let him do it, you know? If you don't want to, uh, you don't need to do it. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I think De Niro, man. De Niro, the, those were all method acting performances. He was boxing for Raging Bull. He was yeah. driving the taxi for Taxi Driver. He was doing all these kinds of crazy shit for these movies, you know. And, and he gave us some of the greatest performers ever are method actors, you know. And that's fine. That's fine. Maybe you shouldn't put yourself uh, through the crazy stuff like Bale yeah. or De Niro or Daniel Day-Lewis do. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. Like, uh, for example, we mentioned Daniel Day-Lewis. He was acting in that uh, Scorsese's movies, Age of Innocence, which I think is very underrated. He was he was dressing like 19th century person for months, no. for months. <laughs> like that that's maybe crossing the line. But if that gets you in this in this role and give us awesome these awesome performances, I'm all for it. Most overrated, most underrated. 
Martin and Spielberg, give me something. Uh, and perhaps your favorite from the boats. I I think I know what you're going to say for the uh, Scorsese's uh, most underrated. Uh, yeah. But tell me, tell me anyway. Underrated, overrated, favorite? Mm, well, I'll start with Spielberg. <laughs> you know, uh, my favorite movie for Spielberg is uh, quite sure the movie he directed with uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, the, the the last uh, Crusade. It's it's my favorites and um, uh, most overrated probably Bridge of Spies. Probably, you know, I, I we have one friend that just talked about that movie and I never knew what the reason is and I watched it and I still don't know what the reason for so much talk is. And um, hmm, most underrated movie that I watched from him. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, there was some talk about Lincoln, you know, but I think that that's one of the greatest movie to be to ever be made. And uh, uh, Ready Player One is good movie. It's good movie. It's a little bit overrated, you know, because of so much Easter eggs, which is basically the point of the movie. And for Marty, you know, my uh i think that's maybe the biggest underrated movie of all time uh king of comedy it's uh, actually my marty's uh favorite movie along with irishman they're sharing that same spot and um most overrated i don't know i don't know at the moment i can think of any and, and I, of course i forgot jurassic park one of the my favorite movies from spielberg yeah, uh, those are some great choices. Bridge of Spies, I agree, uh, as far as the Spielberg comes in. Uh, so I, I, I just can't. <laughs> uh, most under, I think, uh, Munich. Uh, the, the, I never the, watched it. Yeah, I need, yeah, I, I watched it. I didn't watch Lincoln, so I need to watch Lincoln. <laughs> but Munich, and that's kind of a film that uh, separates from his usual style. Uh, as far as the favorite, definitely Jurassic Park, but Schindler's List down there very close as far as the scorsese goes favorite ah that's a hard one but i i need to go with the old school it's goodfellas and with the underrated age of innocence probably after hours after hours phenomenal movie king of comedy as well but after hours such a frustrating movie excellent and probably most overrated is uh, i don't know i would say uh gangs of new york probably mm-hmm. uh something like that so that's my list and that's a wrap we stay genuine, uncensored, and unscripted, and we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us and subscribe us, and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!